to Chatterbox Episode 9. I am Suzanne from SuzanneDecree.com and of course I've got Liz Chappie the Dark Angel from DarkBeautyMusic.com. Hello everyone. Hello everybody and thank you all out in podcast land for joining us today. We have a fun topic today. Yes we do. We do. And it's all about your dreams. Yes. Now we're trying to keep this musical ish so dreams (laughs) as they relate to our inspiration but nonetheless dreams are always a fun subject oh yeah so i got nothing (laughs) (laughs) well i guess you must not dream very much then i don't i don't well actually i dream a lot i dream a lot my dreams tend to fall into four categories Oh, I didn't realize that we were having categories. Uh, What are these four categories? We we have dream categories, ladies and gentlemen. I like this. We like this. Uh, The first category, for those of you who are familiar with the now infamous Halloween episode, uh, episode H, you're probably not going to be surprised at the first category, but the first category of dreams that I have are dreams that actually come true or you know, predict the future or however you would like to spin that. Just, just quickly to verify this, because I know that's not our primary subject matter today. Uh, My brother, as some of you may or may not know, has six children because they did not want seven. And... (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of children. And for children three through six... They were done. They were done after they had a boy and a girl. And then they were done after they had the second girl. And then for the next two girls and the, and the youngest son, I called my brother all three times and said, Hey, grandma stopped to visit me last night. You're going to have another one. Oh no. (laughs) And of course my brother the engineer who doesn't believe in these sorts of things because they're just not logical goes, no, that's not, nah, that's not happening. We're done. And then would call me back about a week, maybe two later and say, stop doing that. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> so that's, that's my first dream category. Wow. And then of course the second dream category we all have, and those are just those weird dreams where you're being attacked by zombies who are eating popcorn and peanuts for whatever reason. I don't know. <sighs> you know, just the weird dreams that don't seem to relate to anything at all. I have a lot. Yeah, I have a lot of those kinds of dreams. Very bizarre. Things that you don't even know what's going on. And then and flashes of changes from you're in one scene and then all of a sudden you're in another scene and nothing seems to make sense. And yes. you can't figure anything out. Exactly. So that's that's the second category. Now, the two that actually pertain to our subject matter today. Um, now, I normally don't get songs from my dreams because here's what happens. 
I will dream a song and this song will be phenomenal. And I'll hear every aspect of the song, the lyrics, the music, how the the chord progressions, everything, every aspect of the song, I will hear every, every aspect of the song and it will be a phenomenal song and I will wake up and I will not remember one note or one word. Mm. Yeah, that's gotta be really frustrating. Oh my God. And there's, there's one actually, and this is kind of a funny one. Um, for those of you who know me, uh, first of all, I'm sorry. And second of all, (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't do blues. Mm. I don't do blues. I'm, I, I ain't got the blues. So, I ain't got the blues. I got the reds because I just got my hair redone. Uh, however, well, I got the blues. <laughs> that's right. When you get your hair done, you got the blues. I got the blues. I know. For those of you listening right now, I my hair is blue. <laughs> it's it's three colors actually. It's dark, dark, almost well, dark brown, almost black, with a little bit of turquoise. And a little bit of electric blue. You know, something just for fun. And my hair looks like it's on fire. <laughs> so we got heat miser. And cold miser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that oh, show man. was just on the other day. That's a classic. We should record our own version of that. We should. That would be really funny. Especially, look, especially since we have the hair to match it right we now. We do have the hair. We do have the hair. And, uh, you know, at various points today while I was getting my hair redone, it was sticking straight up on my head like, like he and I said, so. <laughs> You should have taken a picture and just posted it. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll have to remember that for my next appointment in February. <laughs> um, but uh, about probably 10, 15 years ago, I had this dream where I dreamt this awesome, awesome blues tune. And I mean... I heard every note and every nuance of this blues tune. It was phenomenal. You know the joke where uh, every blues tune starts with, I woke up this morning, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, this song was about a guy who woke up to find out that he was no longer alive. And the whole song was about things that he would have or should have changed. It was kind of a ghost of Christmas past kind of thing, maybe. But it was a blues tune, and it was phenomenal. I heard every note. I heard every nuance. I heard every guitar lick. The words were just spot on and perfect. And I woke up, and I couldn't remember one note other than it was a blues tune and what the general theme was. I have been trying to recreate this song for like 10 years. And it's so frustrating because I know it was there. I heard it. I, I woke up hearing the, the main guitar riff in my head and all of a sudden, just as soon as it was there, it was gone and I could remember nothing. Well, let me ask you something because I was going to ask you before if, you know, do, if you actually remember your dreams. Most of the time. Yes. Which is why this is so darn frustrating. It's just not fair. I know. I know. It's, it's, and it drives you crazy because you know it was something good and you just can't get back to it. But when when you usually remember your dreams, well, well okay, let, let's backtrack for a second. So before, when you wake up, right, and do you, do you kind of just jump out of bed or like what's your routine when your eyes open? 
Well, that's an interesting question because my routine is about to change and I don't know what my new routine is. So we'll go back to the old routine. Yeah. Well, the reason why I'm asking is because this apparently seems to be a really important step for people that want to remember their dreams. You know, it's, I've read a lot of places. I don't have a problem remembering my dreams normally. It's Mm -hmm. only, seriously, it's only the songs. If I dream a song, I will not remember that song when I wake up. If I dream, now, if I dream something else, I'll remember it. You know, I'll remember the popcorn eating zombies that were chasing me through Macy's or whatever. That dream I'll remember. (laughs) Right, right. Of course, the one that you don't really need, but. Right. Although there's probably some kind of hidden message in that dream that we're just not aware of yet. I mean, you know, they do say that every single dream, well, they, who is they, you know, the experts out there. Um, I mean, I am a self-proclaimed expert in most, in most areas. Well, especially in your own Suzanne Decree from SuzanneDecree.com. Exactly. I am, I am an expert in, in, in the ways of me. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I, the reason why I'm asking is because one of the things that, is supposed to be really important for remembering your dreams is to make sure that, you know, when you, as soon as you open your eyes, that you don't, you sort of just lay in the same position and give yourself a few minutes and don't rush out of bed because the very moment that you wake up, you should just kind of take your time and think about what happened and see if you can get back to it. And chances are, if you give yourself those few minutes, you will be able to remember your dreams. Well, my alarm is on the opposite end of the room so that I have to get out of bed. So that's not happening. (laughs) Well, you're going to have to move the alarm closer just so you can remember your dreams. Well, see, the reason the alarm's not closer is because I used to have this really nasty habit of hitting snooze for two and a half hours. Yeah, everybody does that. I know. That's why I have to get up and get my phone to shut the alarm off because then I can't hit the snooze button because I'm already up and awake. <laughs> well, this is working against the dream. This is working against you, not for you. I know, right? So here's here's a really fun one, though. I, I have dreams a lot um, that occur like serials. Like, like the old cliffhanger serials on TV. I okay. will, I'll go to bed one night and I'll dream something. Uh, popcorn eating zombies, for example. And then, you know, just as the zombies coming up to the door with a bowl of popcorn, I'll wake up. The next night, I'll go to sleep again and the zombie will be back at the door with the bowl of popcorn and the dream will pick up where it left off. <laughs> Well, at least there's a continuation here. (laughs) And sometimes that'll happen like three or four days in a row. Now, my dreams, um, the dreams that I get the inspiration from are not the ones about songs, obviously, because I can't ever remember the gosh darn things, but the ones about stories. Like, I actually have uh, a few snippets written down for stories and books and things like that, that have come from dreams. Those I remember, like the plot line from the movie. You know, it, it almost looks like the, the plot line of a movie or, or something. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, with um, any of the books that I have started. I don't know if we've ever, I know we've talked about a lot of music stuff, 
Um, but I don't know if we've ever talked about any of the books that I have. No, we've not, we haven't talked about them. So, I mean, I know you have, well, you have so many projects going on. Um, I do. And I have a very aggressive schedule set up. Now, go back to episode one, getting organized. <laughs> review, review, review. Please review episode one. I actually have my schedule done out for about a year and a half. So the next year, uh, 2017, will be spent cleaning up all of the projects that I have half started. It's going to be the album. It's going to be the opera. It's going to be about four novels and uh, another album that I've been working on for a while of uh, my take on some uh, classical and older music. So I've got like three albums, four books, and a partridge in a pear tree. Oh, I was just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there are so many projects going on in that head of yours over there. Well, that's why I'm trying to bang them all out in a year so I can be, you know, so I can be done with them. And even if I have to refresh them or, you know, take my time and go back over them or something after that, that that'll be fine, but at least they'll be done. But the most recent dream that I had that turned into something was actually, um, I guess the closest way to describe it would, it would have been like the sequel that I would have liked to see for aliens instead of alien three, four, all of the alien versus predator movies and all of the other really bad stuff that they've been putting out instead of the good movies that started the franchise. So it's the, the, the closest thing I can come up with is, is it's kind of like an aliens sequel, like the sequel that I would have liked to see. Now, of course, I've got to change some things up because I'm pretty sure they're not going to let me write for that franchise. So I've got to change some things up and move some things around and what have you. But I, I could very clearly see the plot line. I could very clearly. I, I actually even dreamt the plot twists in this one. And usually I just kind of get the overarching plot line and maybe two or three scenes that kind of play out like a movie or part of a movie. But this one, I actually kind of saw the plot twists and everything. So it was kind of cool. So that's, um, that's a beyond 2017. Cause I haven't actually started that one yet. That one's going to be after that's going to be a 2018 project. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. That will be episode, um, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's good to reach for the stars. <laughs> 2018. So that's a 2018 project, probably along with another album, because I, I do have enough music to make two or three more albums. Um, <laughs> Look, how about we just get through the month of December? <laughs> I mean, we're not even into 2017 yet. Let's just finish out this month first, shall we? I'm just saying. I just, I mean, that seems so pedestrian. I mean, live in the here and now? Who does that anymore? Who does that? I have an iPad, an iPhone, a computer. Also, I do not have to live in the here and now. So, and apparently a lot of zombies visiting your brain at the same time with popcorn. With popcorn and peanuts and peanuts. Zombies and like peanuts. Who knew? Well, wait a second. I mean, if you've got all of this scheduled out up until like 2018... Maybe this is a sign. The zombies keep coming back, right? They're, they're not even just coming at the door by themselves. They're coming at the door with popcorn and peanuts. So that must mean you've got a lot of stuff that's going to be coming out. I think that's what this dream means. Well, that either that or they're, they're anxious for everything to be done so they can sit down and enjoy their snacks. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
All right. Well, we're going to take a short break from my insanity, and we're going to come back with uh, maybe some of Liz's insanity. And now for a brief pause while we hear a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Tyler McIntoy Jennings III. You know, when I first heard about podcasts, I thought they were about those pods that came down from outer space to uh, pick me up in my pickup truck and uh, take me out to outer space. But now, when I'm driving in my pickup truck, uh, the only podcast I listen to is Chatterbox. And now, back to our program. Welcome back. We are here to hear about some of Liz's dreams. You know, I dream all of the dark beauty songs. Liz, your voice seems to be a bit a bit different today. Yes, it is. Actually, it seems to change after the commercial break. What's up with that? Well, the truth is I'm a baritone now. <laughs> a baritone? Exactly. Um, well, that's going to that's going to definitely change some of your songs around. That's good. I wanted to drop everything an octave and a half just to make everything a little bit different. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, hey, this is Brian. I was just kidding about being Liz. And I did want to tell you a little bit about how her dreams shape the music of Dark Beauty. The truth is, she doesn't really realize, I think, how strongly her dreams do influence the music because she actually writes all of the songs in her sleep. I've seen her get up out of bed, go to the keyboard, and play without even waking up. And then she plays the tuba. And we don't even have one. I worked for somebody who lost a tuba once. He was in a musical group uh, that played, they were all carpenters that played brass instruments. They were called the tuba fours. But I'm bump. So anyway, no, it is really interesting. I think Liz has a very active sleep cycle because she will do things. She's very active in her sleep. I've seen her sit straight up a number of times. I call it doing math, where she'll start pointing as if she's conducting a band or adding up numbers or something like that. And I'll say, it's okay, you can go back to sleep. And she'll just kind of nod and lie back down. She will often wake up and tell me her dreams. And when I'm telling someone else a dream, it's very short. I don't remember a lot of details. I'll say, I was eating a hundred Tootsie Pops and someone threw a pork chop at me. And that's all I'll remember. She will have incredibly detailed dreams and it'll take her five, 10 minutes to tell the story of what happened uh, in her dreams. Another thing she'll do is she'll get into really violent fights with her pillow. A couple of times I've seen her throw her pillow across the room. I'm not sure what it could have possibly done. But I think in a lot of these cases, the visuals and the feelings that she has and some of the fear influences her music. And I think it's not pleasant. I know in a lot of cases she'll wake up frightened or gasping for air. But then I'll see either that feeling or the visuals that she had reflected in things that she writes later. I, you know, I'll be willing to bet that most of us as artists do that on some level. Um, mm. I can't remember when the last time was I threw my pillow. Because um, usually my head's on it. 
but um, but yeah, I think I think I think a lot of our of our subconscious manifests in the dreams, and I think that is when you're an artist. I think that's more a part of who you are and and what you do. And I hope the things she goes through are subconscious and not reflective of what she actually wants to do, because one night not too long ago. She woke me up from a dead sleep, clawing me with her fingers. She slammed her hand down on my leg and kind of pulled back really hard while gasping. She actually drew blood. And I'm thinking, I really hope that this is some sort of dream she's having and not a barely subconscious desire to injure me greatly. She's just not happy with my guitar work on the last song. And so I must bleed, I guess. I well, I mean, that could be it. Um, it could very well be. I would suggest uh, maybe a little more distortion. <laughs> well, she certainly created some distortion on my leg. Um, but, you know, it's difficult for me to translate the dreams I have into music only because they're not very detailed in general. So I have had a couple of dreams. I dreamed that uh, at one point that there was a retirement home for all of the characters from McDonald land. And that was all of the detail I remembered, but I did eventually expand that into kind of a larger idea about all of the characters and, you know, cartoon characters and advertising mascots and things like that from our childhood. Well, they must've gone somewhere. So I kind of turned that into an idea for music, but they I went to have the great advertising agency in the sky. Yes, they did. And there is a, uh, an extended epic about um, Captain Crook coming soon to a download near you. Oh, that is going to be awesome. That is going to be awesome. Can't wait to hear it. So these are our dreams, how they affect our world. And my dream, I gotta tell you, my dream has always been to appear on Chatterbox. Uh, I mean, you're married to one of the hostesses. I don't think it's that hard to get onto it. Oh, that's right. And I get to do stupid commercials every week. <laughs> hey, one of those commercials wasn't that stupid. Which one? I, I don't remember. The one when I was sober? Oh, we haven't had any of those yet. <laughs> no, we don't have any of those yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have too much fun doing this silly thing. But I tell you, one thing I think Liz has been trying to do lately, and I think it has helped her creativity is, and I don't know if she's covered this, in the on the show today but she's kind of focused on remembering her dreams more she started keeping a dream journal and studying a little bit about what dreams mean and trying to interpret them and i don't know if the interpretation part is something i believe in so much but i think they're definitely a gateway to your creativity and i think focusing on them can can help a lot in terms of opening up your creative abilities you know I, the 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 dreams that I've been able to translate, you know, uh, aside from the popcorn eating zombies, 
usually tend to be a metaphor for mm-hmm. things that are actually happening. Um, you know, popcorn eating zombies, for example, might be a coworker. Right. Or now, how much point, of the or, or at this point, a former coworker, because, hey, I'm out of the day job, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, how much of the heavy lifting do you think is done by the dream itself as opposed to your interpretation? Because often you can have multiple interpretations of the same dream. Well, yeah, usually each one of my personalities comes out with something different for each dream. So you've got at least, what, seven or eight interpretations of the dream, and you can pick the one that best serves you. Right, and which whichever one seems to be maybe the most fitting for that time. I mean, all of them have have good ideas on what those dreams might mean, but, you know, there are one or two in there that may have a little bit more. And when I was young, my dream was always to marry the singer for Dark Beauty. Dark Beauty didn't exist when you were younger. Well, this is true, but I brought it forth into reality through the power of my dream. And now she shall become manifest in front of you. So how's that for a few dreams? <laughs> so now that you've heard about some of the crazy that I experience in the nighttime, <laughs> um, believe it or not, uh, I actually have some dreams that aren't quite so violent, I'm happy to say. Well, that's First good. Thing, and, yeah. and Brian's very thankful for this, by the way. He, he wanted me to tell you. You know, I can only imagine because he has been through so much. When I'm waking up in the middle of the night, I don't, and God only knows what I'm doing, but I'm either flinging my pillow across the room or having some kind of, I don't even know what you want to call it, argument or I'm doing stuff. I, I, I don't even know. Out of consciousness. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just crazy. And, but, you know, sometimes I actually have a dream. Well, actually I've had this dream many times where I'm flying. Have you ever had a dream where you're flying? I have had many. I've had um, flying. And then as soon as I realize that I'm flying, of course I crash. Oh no. Well, that's not good. I was like, going to ask you, are you flying, like, which direction are you flying in? Like, I normally I fly parallel, and I'm, like, flying along and go, hey, wow, I'm flying. Ah, oh, crap. Crash. So it's like, it's like, it's like I can't quite keep the, um, the lucid dreaming going for that long. Like, as soon as I realize I'm flying, I wake up and I crash. So. <laughs> that's not good. So, um. Yeah, I've I've had dreams about flying. I've had dreams so real that I thought about two, three weeks ago, I had a dream that I was late for work. Like I was an hour and a half late for work. And the dream was so strong that I actually woke up thinking I was a, a, an hour and a half late for work. And my flying dreams are always extremely real like that. You know, like you wake up expecting to be outside having flown somewhere Hmm. you know when i have this flying dream i'm usually flying and i and i i I remember feeling 
great in the stream, but I'm flying not really high. Like I'm not in the clouds. I'm flying very sort of close to the ground. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I can see everything. Kind of like you drive. (laughs) Exactly. Kind of like I drive. Right. But I, I mean, what's funny about it is that I'm thinking to myself in the dream and I'm thinking, well, I'm not flying very high, but this is still a lot of fun. So as I'm coasting along, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going anywhere in particular. I'm just kind of flying. That's it. I'm just flying. I'm seeing the road. I'm always seeing trees. There's a lot of trees around me. and But I don't ever land. I just kind of, I mean, I wake up and that's it. And then, but I do remember it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I, I land as soon as I realize I'm flying. Because then the altitude drops. (laughs) That's probably trying to tell me something right there. So, (laughs) (laughs) crash. So, let me ask you something. Do you write your dreams down? I I have a journal that I keep my ideas in, and Mm -hmm. the dreams that I wake up and do not involve. Uh, zombies and popcorn get written down in that as a story idea as uh, uh, well here I'll I'll, I'll I'll give you a spoiler shall I give you a spoiler I gave sure. you one spoiler um, I had a dream one time now I, I don't re- remember if we've talked about this yet on the podcast or not but I have this little obsession no it's not Tarya it's uh, Jack the Ripper <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at least as I'm pretty sure Atari is not Jack the Ripper. I don't know. I was about 10, 11. Um, that Jack the Ripper had come back reincarnated as a woman. So that is the basic premise of one of the uh, the stories I'm writing. And was her name Tari? It, it was not, actually. Actually, All right. the, dream, the dream never actually named... Uh, the the killer, I, you know, I the the cops were named, uh, you know, there were some other reincarnations from the actual case, um, but the killer was never named, and I think that's because, uh, personally, of my belief that we don't know who Jack the Ripper is, nor will we ever. Plus, the fact I'm actually a lot older than Tarya, so I wouldn't have known that she even existed at that point. And, you know, that might have been long enough ago where she wasn't singing yet. You're probably right about that. I know. I am like, what, two, three, four times her age? I don't know. Maybe five. No, I don't know. I don't know how old she is, but I'm sure she wasn't living back in those days. And if, she's, and if she was, we have a different set of problems here. You know, um, I'm pretty sure I do not remember seeing any pictures of her in a horse and buggy. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Although I can definitely see why you would be into Jack the Ripper, especially. Oh, that's my know. dad's fault. <laughs> oh, did, sure. Did, did you never hear this story? I, I can't remember if we talked about it in another podcast or not. But you did mention that you were a ripperologist. Back in the 80s, early 80s, when the Green River Killer was running loose, um, my dad, the oh, cop. Wait, I, yeah, I think, I mean, I think you told me the story. I'm not so sure we podcasted about it, but. Okay, well, this is, this is a funny story. This, this is a funny story. So my dad was a cop. 
uh, my mom, of course, is the wife of a cop with three small children. So I'm like 10 years old. The Green River Killer is loose in, I want to say the Midwest somewhere. I don't remember the exact things of that. that I don't remember the exact details of that case. And my, my dad and my mom are in the kitchen talking in hushed tones. Okay, I'm 10. I know what hushed tones means. Hushed tones means I'm not supposed to hear that. So right. into the kitchen like a flash I go. And I hear my father say, blah, 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 Jack the Ripper. And I'm like, who's Jack the Ripper? <laughs> my mother does the mother thing where she puts the hands on her hips, straightens up, looks me in the eye and goes, never mind. <laughs> and my dad does the dad thing. Oh, you want to know about Jack the Ripper here? Let me tell you about Jack the Ripper. <laughs> so, it just tells you all about it. So he tells me every, now here's the funny part. The only thing that was out there about Jack the Ripper at the time because of missing case files and what have you was basically misinformation. So everything he told me ended up being incorrect. But as a 10 year old, as a 10 year old me, you've got to put yourself back as a 10 year old me. Uh, you've got oh, that would be a scary place to go. But okay, I'll bite. Go ahead. I'm thinking, hmm. This Jack the Ripper thing, that sounds like it would make a great musical comedy. <laughs> I was 10. I was 10. Oh, what a scary thought, that mind at 10 years old, thinking that Jack the Ripper would have been a great comedy. Musical comedy. Oh, um, so I have about 10 years after that, of course, there's a big box of... Uh, mementos that were taken home by one of the police officers that's returned to Scotland Yard and thus begins the ripperology trend and that's when I really started getting into it and really started studying the case and yeah so that's the whole Jack the Ripper story I, it has nothing to do with dreams but it's kind of funny <laughs> and you're only in your little 10 year old mind it is well the no, story's just, funny I'm not saying I'm I, I'm not saying I'm still trying to turn it into a musical comedy, okay? I don't know. Well, that might be 2019's project. Who knows? I mean, I haven't scheduled out that far, but I'm not I'm not denying the possibility. Oh. Well, you know, look, anything's possible at SuzanneDecree.com. There are many, many projects going on right now. There are. There are many. There are many. But, you know, I really want to hear from our listeners. I would love to hear... If they dream, do you guys dream? Do you dream in color? Do you dream in black and white? Please, we would love to hear about your dreams. And, you know, if you can post on our website, that would be great. Actually, you can do it either on our Facebook group page. Face. Go ahead, Suzanne, and give them all the links. The links. <laughs> the links. Facebook.com slash group slash chatterbox rocks. Uh, hashtag oh, chatterbox hashtag. on Twitter. And... Yeah darkbeautymusic.com slash podcast thank you all so much for joining us I'm Suzanne from SuzanneDecree.com and we will see you next week in your dreams that's kind of creepy actually this is the dark angel from darkbeautymusic.com see you at the next podcast everyone bye 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 Chatterbox, box for chatter, chatterbox.